Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hey guys, so today on the Empowered Hormones podcast, I have a interesting episode for you. So it's actually a bit of a mixed bag of things. Firstly, um, the first will be I actually go through uh, some insight into the root cause program. So basically, you get a little bit of a feel of what happens on our weekly workshop and our live calls. So I always jump into the Facebook group first and I answer any questions that people have um, from the program. So generally, people sort of post in the Facebook group each day as they go with different things that come up on supplements, diet, symptoms, um, just general questions, fatigue, anxiety, exercise, and I'll answer those every day, every second day. And then on top of that, we have our weekly calls on a Wednesday, um, which people can jump onto live. And we not only will I answer questions in depth, so if quite long questions come up, I'll answer them on the call because it's just easier to do that than type it out. And sometimes things get lost in um, communication. And then we also have a topic each week. So this week's topic was um, bloating and more specifically going deep into the apple cider vinegar test and stomach acid test and then also sort of those root causes of bloating and different reasons you can be bloated which I just think is really important as we come into the festive season as well so that's the first half of the conversation and then the second half so in about 15 minutes or 20 minutes in we then jump into anxiety so if you're really not interested in bloating you can jump ahead and listen to all the supplements on anxiety tips tricks dietary things that are really really important when it comes to anxiety okay so i would um definitely stay tuned and listen to that chat because i think that's a really really important one and i find a lot of women this time of the year are struggling with anxiety so i am going to pull some experts onto the podcast to chat about this but i also just wanted to cover it um from a nutritional point of view and supplemental point of view and lifestyle point of view things that you can be doing so I hope you enjoy today's uh, podcast chat. If you're not in the Root Cause program and you want to know more about it, I really strongly encourage you to jump to my Instagram, Sheridan underscore Functional Nutrition. Watch the video in the link in my bio on the program, on my story, what we do in the program, just to see if it's a good fit for you or jump across to my YouTube channel and watch it there. It's also in my free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. And I think that'll just give you a good breakdown around the program, what we eat, the costing, frequently asked questions, all those kinds of things, which will just answer any questions you have about it. Um, yeah, I think that's it for a little intro. Hope you enjoy today's episode and please reach out if you have any questions. I love hearing from you. Hello, hello. I am super excited to be here. We have 
a lot to cover today in regards of um, anxiety, also bloating, digestion, and apple cider vinegar and baking soda test. So what we're going to start with is jumping into the Root Cause Facebook group. So that's our private Facebook group for all the members who are in the Root Cause program. Um, and to do that, I'm going to share screen with these guys like I always do and jump through those questions there. So the first question, um, actually, before I jump into that, remember, if you haven't um, RSVP'd for the Gut Health Workshop, please do that if you're in WA, because I would love to see you there. I'd love to shout you lunch, and I'd love to um, do some learnings around alcohol, gut health, um, hormones, bloating, digestion, all those wonderful things to make sure that you are well-equipped going into the festive season. So what we're going to cover first is um, the questions that have popped up. So there has been a question on social anxiety um, and also another one about just generalized anxiety, which is quite interesting having the two of those coming through because then I also had quite a few questions um, just in the practice better. So my one-on-one clients or my root cause program clients have uh, access to me through practice better as well as through the Facebook group. And there's been quite a few questions come through there on anxiety and people not wanting to post in the Facebook group on that, um, as well as in my Instagram DMs, which is obviously quite a busy little spot um, about anxiety as well. So quite a few people find that A, the build up to Christmas brings a lot of anxiety, um, just Wrapping up at the end of the year, um, as well as work stuff, as well as finances, family, holidays, school stuff. There's a lot of different balls that we're juggling um, as we come towards the end of the year. So um, someone posted saying, I'm getting really short and super anxious, still um, taking the adrenal supplements, um, have switched out to decaf, which I've actually recommended to at least three clients this week, um, and also changing those lifestyle factors to relax as well. What can we do nutritionally and supplement-wise to support this, which is what I'm going to cover, um, but also just going, you're not alone in that. This is really common. There's a lot of people asking for support around this at the moment. So I will cover that today, but just know that social anxiety, general anxiety does peak around this time of the year just because we get that general overwhelm, okay? So I'll bump into that. Um, the other thing, so we asked about stress, is stress a cause for SIBO relapse? Yes, 110%. It definitely is. So you're looking at the root causes of SIBO. I recommend anyone who's wondering about that goes back to the SIBO module in Podia. So that is is what the root cause clients have access to. Go and have a look in that module and there's some information um, around the biphasic diet, but also under covering those root causes of SIBO. We know stress is a big one. There's the extra load on the body. Um, you burn through more minerals. Generally, our digestion is poorer because your body's not focusing on digestion. It's focusing on all the surrounding factors. 
Um, so definitely something you want to think about. And generally, we tend to get a little bit more constipated or loose stools if we're stressed as well. So getting on top of that is really important. Um, I have also posted um, in regards to today's topic about anxiety is just some breathing practices about reducing anxiety, okay, because I think this is a really big one and this is a really simple worksheet on different breathing practices that you can do, okay. So have a look at that if you're struggling with stress, overwhelm. I love these. I love the triangle ones. And actually, side note, I was chatting to my friend, Adam today, Adam Sellers from um, The Pressure Project. If you haven't looked at him on Instagram, go have a look. Um, He's got, well, he does a lot of freediving workshops and does a lot of workshops on anxiety. I'm going to get him on the podcast as well because he's awesome. Um, But he does a lot of that breath work and I've done some of his courses. Obviously, it's good for freediving and surfing and those things, but for generalized anxiety, really important as well. Carla asked about people reducing costs around plant-based diet. I did put a long response in on this, but it's not my recommendation. You guys all know I'm really big on things like your oysters and your beef liver, your organ meats, your collagen, your gelatinous slow-cooked meals, your bone broths, your egg yolks for healing. These are your most nutrient-dense foods, okay? I'll repeat those organ meats so your liver your oysters so your shellfish are really nutrient dense in zinc your egg yolks your collagen um your gelatinous slow cooked meat so things like your beef cheeks your chuck steak um oyster blade those things which are cheaper cuts of meat are really 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 important for healing as well okay so i would my recommendation would be using those meals in the slow cooker, bulking them out, even as it gets warmer, still um, drawing back to some of these because really you're not getting a lot of meat under $15 a kilo. I think your cheapest sort of your breast, your mince, your things are still sitting around that $15, $16 a kilo. Um, But if you were going more plant-based and adding in more legumes, then you've got to think about how your body's going to go digesting them. And 90% of you guys will not digest legumes well at this stage because you're all in a healing state, okay? If you were fine and had no gut issues, of course, soak them, prepare them well, eat them, I don't care. But the reason you're in the root causes and solutions is because on some degree you are doing some gut work and then um, also some hormone stuff. Um, and then Sarah posted about the baking soda and apple cider vinegar challenge, um, which I'm about to go through in your topic for today. So if you haven't done that, um, for those in the root causes and solutions, Facebook group, which is my private Facebook group, you can check out the guide there. So for those who um, are watching this, go to the guide section there, there's whole guides on it, or you can go to Podia. Um, which you have access to on the back end, and there is information there on it as well. So there's a whole module on it. So let's jump into the topic for today, and let me just pop that in present mode. So we're going to chat about bloating, but specifically the apple cider vinegar and the baking soda test, okay, or challenge, depending on what you want to call it. Now, a lot of you get bloating. So there are some 
basic kind of things which will cause bloating. And I'm just going to go through the foundations of it briefly first. One, if you drink a lot of carbonated beverages. So if you're drinking a lot of um, fizzy drink, you can get bloated or even things like beer. Um, eating a really large meal. So remember there's overeating and there's bloating. Most of you will be able to identify that you are not overeating. You are actually bloated. Um, menstruation, so around your period, you can tend to get more bloated. Constipation will make you feel bloated as well. If you're not having a regular bowel movement, you'll just feel heavy and meh. Um, or the basics of that GI tract is filled with gas, okay? So the GI tract runs from your mouth to your butt. Um, so obviously it includes your entire digestive system. So when you're bloated, you feel as if you've eaten a big meal and there's no room in your stomach, okay? So your stomach feels full and tight. It can be uncomfortable and painful. This is different, obviously, than carrying extra weight or, like I said, eating a really large meal and having that natural sense of I'm so full, I overate. That is different to bloating. So you can wake up bloated. You cannot eat and you can be bloated. You could have a small meal and be bloated. So your stomach... Um, you know, obviously is just feeling that uncomfortableness. So I think most of you uh, listening or watching will understand what bloating feels like and then kind of can move forward from there because you do want to identify that it is bloating first. It's not just I've overeaten. So one of the key reasons we get bloated is fermentation. So the gases in your intestines um, are produced by the gut bacteria digesting carbohydrates, okay? So this is what we call fermenting. If there's too much fermentation going on, it's because too many carbohydrates weren't absorbed earlier in the digestive process. So thinking about small intestine stuff before reaching all those gut bacteria in your large intestine. So obviously, if you ate too much, if you have a food intolerance, they are going to cause issues. But generally, I see it from this carb malabsorption, which is why in something like SIBO or a small bacteria overgrowth, those carbs, so if you're looking at high FODMAP foods and say you've got the Monash University app open, you're looking at foods like your lactose, your fructose, that um, your oligosaccharides, your monosaccharides, these things that are hard for you to digest. So they ferment in your gut, okay? That fermentation is producing that gas. It's the same with the SIBO breath test. You drink that lactulose solution, you are getting that fermentation, you're getting that gas, okay? So when you breathe out in that SIBO breath test, we're reading what kind of gas is, is being produced. So the overgrowth of, you know, these bad bacteria overwhelm the other bacteria that are meant to balance them out. Then we get bloating. Uh, the other thing that I just want to note quickly, hormones can cause bloating as well. So estrogen, often water retention, if you notice this around ovulation or your period, you'll notice that bloating. Um, sometimes, like I said, in that second half of the cycle, um, you will get that. So after ovulation and you just feel a bit meh or a bit constipated or a bit heavy, that as well as the increased volume of your uterus, so before your period, can give you a bloated stomach. So prime example, um, my period started two days ago and I just feel a little bit 
heavier around there for better use of words. I don't feel overly bloated. I don't feel in pain. I just feel meh in my stomach, if that makes sense. So your hormones also interact with your digestive system. So estrogen, progesterone each cause gas and they can slow up or speed up, sorry, slow down or speed up your motility, okay? So motility is the speed of what things move basically through your digestive tract. So from your mouth to your butt, if you've got really slow motility, it takes a long time for let's say the food you eat to go through your system, which is what we don't want, but we also don't want too fast motility because then we end up with loose stools. So just remember tracking is key here. Get on your period tracking apps. Watch the workshop from last week or the week before about period tracking, okay? It is in your podia. It's been uploaded there under your period tracking stuff. It is also in our private Facebook group. Um, okay, the basics. Really quickly, avoid the foods that are known to cause gas. Okay, so that is where our SIBO diet or our low FODMAP diet comes in short term to get that gas down. Because if we don't have your detoxing pathways open, so if you're not pooping one to three times a day, we cannot clear bacteria overgrowth, excess hormones. So our first key is get you, you know, get things moving. Then your other really sort of basic things, your chewing gum, straws, you know, too many soda waters or carbonated beverages, um, avoiding foods, uh, drinks that have fructose or sorbitol, so those artificial sweeteners, eat slowly, eat mindfully, eat enough fiber. Um, if you are struggling to get enough fiber in, adding a bit of psyllium husk or PHGG, uh, avoid dairy products if you know they cause gas and bloating, Remember, this is not a root cause approach. These are just short term to get things moving and to get that bloating down. And if you smoke, please quit smoking. So the questions to ask yourself and just think about these as I go through them. Do you need to burp or belch constantly? Do you pass gas after meals? Do you feel full or over, um, over full immediately after eating? Do you suffer from bad breath? Have you lost the desire to consume meat? Do you think you have difficulty digesting protein? Do you use antiacids regularly? Do you find undigested food in your stools? Do you take anti-inflammatories or protein pump inhibitors? Do you have vertical ridges on your nails? Do you have acid reflux? Dilated blood vessels in cheeks and nose, acne, iron, B12 or zinc deficiency, parasites, undigested food in your stool. Do you often have yeast infections? Do you have a bloated upper belly or upper GI tract gassiness? Do you have food allergies? Do you have nausea after taking supplements? Um, do you get an itchy bum? Okay, any of these can link to low stomach acid or the reasons why you're struggling to digest food because you're getting that bloating, you're getting that fullness, okay? And you are not absorbing nutrients. You're not absorbing the food that you're eating. You can eat a good food all day. If you're not absorbing it, it does not matter. So low stomach acid test. First thing in the morning before eating or drinking anything, 
mix a quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda and about half a cup of water, okay? Drink the baking soda solution and time how long it takes for a burp to occur. Um, so time for up to five minutes. If you've not burped within five minutes, so a lot of you said this, then you may have insufficient stomach acid. Too much stomach acid, which I don't see often, is the repeated burping. So not just from swollen air, but a lot of burping. Um, any burping after three minutes, again, so they kind of go from three to five minutes, is um, low stomach acid levels, I would say. So generally, I kind of go, look, over five, insufficient, three to five, I think you're on the lower end. If you have a normal burp beforehand, that's fine. If you have lots of little burps, it might be too much, but that is uh, very rare that I see that. So that is one test. You do that test and then we look at the apple cider vinegar test because before we start supplementing for low stomach acid, we need to just assess a couple other things, okay? One, is there potential damage to the mucosa, which is why HCL and apple cider vinegar can cause pain, okay? So we do this by testing to see what form of um, stomach acid assistance is needed. So if there's pain when drinking apple cider vinegar, then we want to support the body's own production of HCL, so stomach acid, um, which is where your herbal things come in, like your gentian root or your aberogast. If there's no issues with histamine or apple cider vinegar, then we can use um, external things like HCL in tablet form, okay? So obviously, we always want the body to eventually produce its own stomach acid, but this can take time depending on what's going on, stress, previous damage, nutrient deficiencies. So we just make sure we start with where you're at and move forward. So let's go to that. So this is how you do the apple cider vinegar test. Two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar and observe your reaction, okay? So see how you go. If this causes gastric burning, aka if this burns all the way down into your stomach, generally we go don't take HCL, just take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar with each meal for four to six weeks while we work on that stomach lining, okay? And the factors as to why you have low stomach acid. So you can also take this, dilute this um, tablespoon in a bit of water and just take a small amount before meals, all right? Um, we would also cross out H. pyroli because that's a really important factor to consider. If you have no burning, then try two capsules of HCL with a meal, okay, and see how you go with that. If um, this causes burning, you're not ready for HCL, and then we'll take two tables of apple cider vinegar with meals, okay? So your bottom line is one tablespoon diluted, otherwise two tablespoons, otherwise HCL, okay? The other thing before that, like if you've reacted to that, is your bitters. So bitters first, then apple cider vinegar, then HCL, all right? hope that makes sense. So the other natural ways to support digestion um, is the ginger soaked in apple cider vinegar and lemon juice overnight. If you are really reacting to apple cider vinegar and it might be the histamines in them, then obviously that's a no-no. Um, but ginger before meals or a good ginger powder with meals is really, really helpful as well. 
your zinc-rich foods, okay, because often we need to reassess B12 and zinc and SIBO if you're having these stomach acid issues. So eating your zinc-rich foods like oysters, your hemp, your beef, your lamb, your clams are all really helpful. Chewing at meals, vagus nerve stimulation, so humming before meals, reducing stress, so heart rate below 70, eat outside where you can, reduce your protein intake slightly, no water with meals, ginger and turmeric and half a lemon juice shot can also be really, really helpful. Then when we're thinking about supplements, like I've just talked about, um, that pepsin, HCL, the jetnin root, peppermint, possibly B12, possibly digestive enzymes, depending as to what else is going on. Um, and depending if you're taking a zinc or if your zinc is low, and that's why we get those blood tests done, then zinc harnessing can be super helpful as well. Your big ones you often find are the zinc harnessing and the pepsin HCL. And then from a herbal point of view, if you're not handling the HCL or the apple cider vinegar, a bear agar, so digestive bitters. Or in some cases, I get people to do both HCL and your digestive bitters because they work in different ways. Cool. So I hope that was helpful on that topic. Um, we covered quite a lot of stuff there. Remember, if you're in the root cause group, go to the Facebook group and go into guides and work your way through that. Um, otherwise, jump to Podia and work your way through it there. And then either reach out for support or start to implement the apple cider vinegar or reach out to me for bitters or um, HCL, okay? So a lot of you guys are having problems with bloating and digesting food at the moment. Now, the other thing that we're covering is anxiety, okay? So a couple things with anxiety that I want to chat about one, when it comes to food and anxiety, because this is a really big one, I would say go on a diet break, okay? If you are currently dieting or in a cut or something like that, I would say no fasting, eat more carbs and take a diet break, all right? Because the more you stress about these things, the harder it's going to be for you and the more pressure you're putting on yourself, okay? So sometimes we need to take a couple of weeks off our dieting and just step back and then reassess um, once we're feeling a little bit more settled. Cacao can be really helpful because it's got the magnesium in it. Turmeric can be really good because it's anti-inflammatory um, and then also getting enough amino acids, especially if you're vegan um, or even vegetarian into your diet is a big one. If you're not getting enough amino acids in, I would say anxiety is more, um, you're more at a risk factor for it. So when we're thinking about the nutrients that play a role in mental health, we're thinking B12, folate, zinc, copper. Um, your omegas, your vitamin D, your choline, your B6, um, your riboflavin, so your other Bs, um, and lots of those nutrients, again, are lower on average in vegetarian and vegans, okay, just because we get a lot of those from egg yolks, um, we get them from organ meats, we get them from our um, general meats as well. So if someone's only willing to eat seafood, just make sure you're including shellfish at least twice a week. Um, they are really nutrient dense. You don't need a lot of them. I used to say six to 12 a week or take your capsules. Um, and then if you can, if you're not willing to eat meat, but you're willing to take your 
um, liver supplements, that's really, really helpful as well, okay, because we need that folate, we need that folate for methylation, and that also really high in B12, which you're more than likely are going to be deficient in. I will pop these notes um, in the group for you guys as well because I do have some references and some good podcasts on there about nutrient deficiencies and anxiety. All right, let's talk about supplements. So what things can be helpful? Um, magnesium taurate is really good for anxiety. Saffron is really, really good. Your B complex, but... Um, especially your P5P, so your activated B6 is a big one, okay, for anxiety, for PMS, and also for clearing estrogen in that phase two, which you'll know if you have done a Dutch test. There's also, I'm going to spell it out, T-crine, T-E-A-C-R-I-N-E, which is a compound that is like caffeine, but it's not caffeinated, um, which is a herbal thing that you can look into getting as well. So pop that one into Google and have a squiz. If caffeine's making you anxious, give t crown a go. Supplements at John's Wart, as long as you're not on the birth control pill, supplement ashwagandha or winthania is a big one. I use winthania. I also use valerian. Um, and I find that they really help just to keep me calm. Uh, vitamin D, get it tested first. Theanine, L-theanine, theanine is a huge one, okay, and CBD. So I will chat about CBD first. So this is the non-psychoactive component of cannabis, okay, Getting your hands on it can be tricky. Um, there is some places you can get it. Um, it's, I don't know in Australia where because I don't grab it, but I know some friends who use it. Um, so if you can get your hands on some CBD, 250 milligrams a day is a good therapeutic dose, but check with whoever you're ordering it off or through you probably want to start on a lower dose and increase slowly, okay, because some people get a bit of anxiety from it. So just start on the low end. So taurine, which is an amino acid, is the precursor of GABA, okay, so your major inhibitory neurotransmitter. So lots of people have low GABA if they have anxiety, and this is linked into progesterone. A lot of people with anxiety have low progesterone as well. So taurine can help increase GABA levels. Um, the recommended dosage, check with your healthcare practitioner, 500 milligrams three times a day, okay? Start slowly, work your way up. The main one I use, I haven't prescribed CBD before and I don't generally prescribe taurine just because I, for no particular reason, but I work with L-theanine, okay? So this is amino acids. It's found in green tea it can have a really calming and relaxive effect. So I used to use this back in the day. Um, so it can make you feel simultaneously alert, but also calm. So one of the um, sun thinning forms of L-theanine is one that has been recommended um, at a dose of 200 to 400 milligrams a day, split over the day. But again, start lower, talk to your healthcare professional practitioner and make sure that you're um, having a look into that but that's my generalized stuff l-theanine 
ashwagandha or lanthania if you're coming from a herbal aspect and then from that neurotransmitter aspect things like your taurine your cbd and your l-theanine um, and then your nutrients okay so your b complex um, is really really important and then also your folate your zinc your copper your omegas so nutrients neurotransmitters and herbs there's a lot of ways we can address that anxiety things to avoid you must so you must get this done you must do that you must exercise every day you must eat healthy you must follow this diet stimulants alcohol caffeine too much cardio okay big stimulants which are going to trigger your anxiety pressure so internal pressure um, external pressure not setting boundaries are all really really big ones as well herbal teas i like st john's like i said about the birth control pill um camel passion flower i actually use um holy basil or tulsi tea as well from an environmental perspective the things you're thinking about is body image um how is that playing into it previous trauma birth control pill and what are your coping mechanisms all four of these strongly impact your anxiety do you resonate with any of those and what are your coping mechanisms if you feel out of whack with your body if you've had previous trauma if you've got some form of ptsd how are you dealing with that are you seeing a counselor are you seeing a psychologist are you reading books like how to do the work okay are you learning and strategizing around that stuff so your musts okay meditation breath work like that um file i linked in getting enough sleep having social detoxes if needed um so having time out from people but also time out from social media to just internalize a little bit but if it's social anxiety then also understanding that being with people can in the long term make you feel better as well setting healthy boundaries journaling emotional anchoring or emotional freedom technique so we call that eft have a look into tapping or eft it can be super helpful um, and just another great strategy for you to implement aromatherapy can be helpful and then thinking about the root cause okay so what is actually driving the anxiety is it just life and lifestyle things or is there autoimmune diseases gut infections chronic viruses blood sugar imbalance so then also how's um, caffeine and alcohol impacting that estrogen dominance are you sleeping enough and these kinds of things okay so what is the driver of it or is it coming back to these environmental things body image trauma for me it was um, over exercising and under eating and having that real a type personality perfectionist go 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 and having really bad coping mechanisms and not setting boundaries in place with people okay that was a huge one for me it was really hard for me to say no um, and then one or two other little things mold okay is a big one can be very triggering um, supporting your gut health if there's SIBO okay especially because that will impact your neurotransmitters if you've done a Dutch test you will understand and know this and you'll be able to see what's happening 
with your neurotransmitters. A lot of you guys are low, okay? The last three or four I've looked at, you have low neurotransmitters. Progesterone is low, pop some Vitex in if appropriate. Um, and then like I said about that GABA being low, making sure you're having enough glucose and that comes back to that first thing about dieting, about having a diet break and eating enough carbohydrates, balancing those blood sugars. Um, your glucose needs your Bs um, and it needs that lipic acid as well, okay? So again, are you getting enough Bs in your diet? Are you getting enough of your minerals, which are all important for GABA, which is that neurotransmitter you need? Lastly, briefly touching on social anxiety. So social anxiety is avoiding people or worrying about social settings, um, fears about what others are going to think about you, um, having, you know, intense fear during social situations. So how do we overcome this social anxiety aspect? Now, social anxiety is not my area of expertise, okay, but I want you to think about reaching out obviously for a counselor or a psychologist for support in both of these areas but also drawing back to the generalized anxiety stuff that I've been through because all of these are going to help the difference with it is that this is more people-based on a day-to-day -day basis you can handle things quite well but when it comes to a social setting you have that social anxiety personally I had this around food and going out with people and worrying about my gut reacting, what people are going to think. They think I'm that too healthy person. They think I'm obsessed with my food and my diet, where the matter of fact was I was slightly obsessed, but only because I was that unwell that I was obsessed with trying to not get sick when I was out, okay? And people just used to think, oh, they're Sheridan Lloyd's, buddy, gluten-free, dairy-free, this, that. It was more than that. It was the fact that I was just trying not to react to food. So those calming things um, in those social, social situations, going with someone you feel confident in or safe in, going to places where you feel relaxed in, you know the environment, um, doing that breath work, doing that meditation, working on these things up here, these environmental traumas, okay? What is it? that's making you feel anxious okay what is it that is that stimulating factor for you what is the root cause of it and then adding in these supplements to help calm your whole system so I hope that's been helpful both topics on bloating digestion apple cider vinegar baking soda test and then also these anxiety um, bits and pieces for you guys as well so I am going to stop sharing now and also stop recording thank you for listening to another episode of the empowered hormone podcast if you know a female who needs some empowerment please forward repost tag or share and let's get women talking